Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look. I'd like to welcome my guest, Tracy McGonigal, Executive Director of the Hooved Animal Humane Society in Woodstock. Welcome to Closer Look, Tracy. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Becky. I'd like to start off with you. Uh, You're a lifelong horse person. How'd you get into this line of work? What's your story? Well, actually, I did grow up with horses. We we got our first horses when I was nine. We're actually um, from Chicago in the suburbs. And I'd been riding before then, but we got our first horses when I was nine. And we boarded them at a local stable. So I I grew up riding and, and loving horses. And uh, then I went to law school and I've always been interested in animal law and in using the law to help animals. And I was familiar with the Animal Humane Society and I knew they had an opening for an executive director. This was back in 2011. And uh, I was lucky enough to be chosen for the position. So the Hooved Animal Humane Society began in 1971, and the official mission is promoting the humane treatment of hooved animals through education, legislation, investigation, and, if necessary, intervention. And we'll talk about all those elements, but what was it like in the early days? Well, truthfully, I wasn't around for the early days because it was founded in 1971. So next year, we're going to have our 50th year anniversary. I started in 2011. But we were the first humane society to focus on large animals, specifically horses, in the USA. And do you work only with horses or other hooved animals as well? No. The largest amount of animals that we have at the rescue are equines, horses, minis, donkeys, uh, mules. However, we are the hooved animal humane society, so we do take in pigs. We've got both pot bellies and farm pigs, goats. We've had alpaca, we've had a llama, and uh, we currently have two cows. Do you work in collaboration with other pet rescue or animal control as well? We definitely work with a lot of other animal control agencies. Um, We do work with other rescues that need help, absolutely. We do provide the facility for impoundments for animal control organizations, mostly regionally, but certainly Illinois, Indiana, and others as well. How do the animals come to you? We only take animals from criminal investigations into abuse and neglect. So we don't typically take owner turn-ins. So if someone has kids who are going off to college and they are no longer going to be riding the horse and the parents want to surrender them, we we don't take those. Ours come to us from criminal investigations, either our own investigation or those of the authorities. Tracy, I'm sure you've seen a lot of very sad situations with horses. Do you have a success story that you can share with us? You know, I've got a lot. I've been here for close to a decade, and so there are quite a few. But one very recent one, actually, that I can tell you about is, um, well, about five years we were called to come and help rescue some horses, do an investigation, because I have a team of volunteer investigators who are licensed with the Illinois Department of Agriculture to investigate complaints of criminal abuse of animals and neglect. And we went, and these poor horses, they had been in a fire, actually. And the owner hadn't given them any water or anything for days. They were suffering. And the local authorities impounded them, 
and they uh, had us come and take care of them. And we brought them back to health. And one of them, uh, the name was Hidalgo because he looked just like that horse in the movie. You know, he was touch and go with him for a while because he was suffering from malnutrition, was very wobbly. We brought him back to health with a lot of veterinary care. And he's probably about late 20s, I would say, you know, 28, 29. He's an older guy. And uh, there was a person who came and who was looking for two horses to foster because we have an adoption and a foster program. And he chose Hidalgo as one of them to take and another older mare that we had. And this was over the summer. And so they're now in a, a beautiful place, very happy with a little family of their own that takes care of them. It must be a good feeling to see that resolved and to see the animal back in a happy place. It is. It, it is. And I mean, Hidalgo was very happy at, at Haas, too, which is buddies. And unfortunately, his closest buddy got to go along with him. But it was very heartwarming because these are older animals, too, and they're not rideable. And it was nice to see someone come in and choose them. If you're just joining us, this is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen with my special guest, Tracy McGonigal, Executive Director of Hooved Animal Humane Society. Tracy, I know that advocacy and education is a, a pillar of what you do. How do you advocate and educate? What we like to do and what we typically have done is we have a, a quarterly magazine. I believe we're publishing it twice now a year. and what we do is we'll talk about certain topics that apply to horse care, pig care, any kind of hooves, animal care topics that are you know, hot topics, if you will. You know, we'll, we'll put up, you know, they're in the horse community or something like that. We have a Facebook page that we also will publish things on, post. And in the past and historically, we've held seminars. And also, in particular, we have the uh, Humane Investigator test is beginning and advanced. And I will give that to people who are interested in becoming licensed as humane investigators. And also the advanced test I give to those who are already licensed because these are the people who will go out on investigations for us. We also like to be a voice for the voiceless animals and we like to comment on legislation that is good for the hooved animals and also on legislation that is bad for the hooved animals. I know that people are very passionate about horses. What kind of legislation has been passed that you find to be most helpful? Well, the Illinois Humane Care for Animals Act, that is the first one that springs to mind because that was passed in 1973 and that was really the first big legislative initiative that the Hooved Animal Humane Society promoted and got behind. The house, and that's our little short you know, term for us, was the main driving force of that act. And we got that passed. I, thousands of animals, and not just hooved animals, but small animals too, cats, dogs, have been rescued and have been saved uh, throughout Illinois, and not just through our organization, but others uh, because of that act. And it's something, you know, we are very, very proud of, and we've been very proud to be involved. And it's used as a model, actually, for other humane legislation throughout the United States. We are looking, actually, to pass you know, hopefully the SAFE Act and the PAST Act and things like that as far as, you know, the anti-soaring. You know, we soaring is a practice by which you apply, you know, chemicals or physical items that will cause pain to saddle or, to, I'm sorry, Tennessee walkers. 
when they're in action, and we we oppose that. So we we hope to get that act passed, um, transportation, things like that. Investigation is also an important element. How does an investigation begin? It can begin in several ways. Because I have that team of volunteer investigators, we actually take complaints. They can be phoned into the office. They can be emailed. And what we'll do is talk to the complainant, and we will assign that to an investigator who can go out. Now, that's if it originates with Haas. It also can originate somewhere else with an animal control organization. And if it comes that way, they will contact us and ask for backup. And they have many times. And we will send a team out. Now, we're licensed in Illinois. And we do have other states, nearby states, that have asked us to help as well. But we don't have powers to do that. We just come along um, as consultants, basically, if they do it in another state. And then if an investigation just proves that there's a, a real issue, then intervention might occur? Exactly. Now, as a private organization, we do not have the authority to do any impounding. Intervention is impounding. So we need you know, an agent of the state. We need either animal control. We need you know, the local sheriff, the police. We need the Department of Agriculture. We, we would need some authority to give us either the right to help them with that or to do it on our own. I would need to get a number from the Department of Agriculture to do that. And that's when you would rescue the animal? Exactly. Humane Care for Animals Act allows a hoved animal humane society investigator or an approved humane investigator from another humane society. They are allowed to issue a site visit notification, which just lets the person know that something is, that we've been there and that something may be wrong or may not be wrong. But there also is a notice of violation, and we're authorized to give that. And that is letting them know that we have found a violation of the Humane Care for Animals Act. Typically, owners' duties, we can give them up to 48 hours to comply or cure the violation. If they don't, then we have to go to, as I said, Animal Control, Department of Agriculture, some local authority to take it further. I imagine if you accept a rescue that oftentimes there's some rehabilitation involved. Almost all the time. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't remember a time when there has not been, <laughs> actually. Um, yeah. The m- biggest thing that we see is malnutrition, new starvation, malnutrition. That's probably over 90% of the cases that we get. Um, after that, I would say bad health care. But that's what we, that's the second thing that we see. And then emotional issues, obviously, from neglect and abuse. You have animals that have emotional responses to that. Thanks for joining us. This is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen with my special guest, Tracy McGonigal, Executive Director of Hooved Animal Humane Society. Online, you're going to find them at hahs.org. That's Hooved Animal Humane Society. Uh, You're also going to find them on Facebook and Instagram, or you can reach them by phone at 815-337-5563. Tracy, I imagine you can't keep every animal at your location and that fostering is probably something that's done with volunteers? Yes, actually, uh, well, we, we have our adoption program. The goal is to adopt all of the animals into loving homes. That's, that's what we'd like to do with all of them. However, that's not possible all the time, and so they are welcome to stay with us. We support them throughout their natural lives. But we have the adoption program, and then we have the foster program. And we foster out non-rideable horses, actually, 
and you just apply the way you do that. If you're interested in adopting, you fill out an application, send it in. Same with foster, fill out an application, send it in. We do home visits. We talk to your current veterinarian or to your, to your current farrier with pigs and other animals. We also look, we'll talk to the veterinarian, see if, if they can give a reference. We do a home visit and we try to make a really good match is what we do. Do you also have a sponsor program? We do have a sponsor program with the Adopt-A-Hoof program. And that's a, a little monthly sponsorship program where you pay $25 and you adopt whatever animal you'd like, whatever hoof you would like of a certain animal. And it, it's helpful, actually. It does help with expenses and things. And you get a nice glossy photo of your animal for that month with, with whatever they're up to. And we have people who do that year-round, actually, sometimes with the very same animal for a whole year or more. That might be a nice thing to do if you personally just can't have your own animal. Uh, at least you can be involved and help. Oh, exactly. And that, that, that definitely is a way that they can do that. They're also, we do have volunteers who come to the farm and help out. We have a very nice volunteer program where they come and they can work with the horses. And when I say that, I hesitate a little bit because we don't do any riding at the facility because of insurance purposes. So if volunteers come in, they, they typically help with cleaning, with feeding, whatever we have a need of that day. And if they demonstrate that they are okay with the horses, we have a hooves and hands program where we will assign volunteers to a particular horse and they will brush them, interact with them, and then report to us what kind of interaction they had, how the horse responded. And uh, people find that that very, very fun and, and very rewarding. There's something about that interaction between a horse and a human. I've even heard just different organizations that work with kids and, you know, you put some kids in a corral with some horses and the horses are rescues and the kids uh, might be broken. They might come from an abuse of some kind. And it's like the horses and the kids will find each other. And there's just this healing aspect with horses that I've found. I agree. I think there is a healing aspect to horses. We actually don't do any type of that therapy for humans at the farm because we don't know the background of our horses. And our focus is on the animal. And there are other organizations that focus on the children, which is beautiful also. We just don't particularly do that at Haas. It's more on the animal because we just don't know the background. And we, our safety of everyone, humans and horses, that that's our top priority. Without Hooved Animal Humane Society, what would happen to these animals? Nothing good um, without the horse rescues. Um, the animals that we get, because they, we see the worst of the worst because they're coming from criminal investigations. And sometimes we've gotten there too late. I'd say a lot of times they can end up dying. Um, they can you know just live in misery. I imagine with everything that you've seen in the work that you do, you you probably have some good advice or even some opinions about animal ownership. Before someone buys a horse, what kind of research should they do? What should they know? Well, they should definitely know how to care for that animal. So they have to do research into what proper horse care is. What do you do? How do you take care of horse? How much does the horse eat a day? How much does the horse drink a day? What's the proper environment? 
Are they looking to bring horses onto their own personal property? Are they looking to board a horse at a, at a commercial facility where that's allowed? Um, you, do they have the time? That's the big thing, too, is do you have the time to devote to you know, making a good relationship with that animal and, and having that be a success? All good things to think about. So do you have an ongoing need for volunteers? Yes, we do. We, we always need good volunteers. Um, it's, it's actually quite fun to have the volunteers at the farm. We, in fact, we have had one particular volunteer. I understand that she's been coming to Haas for over 30 years. About once a week, she comes up from Chicago, which is about yeah, around an hour away. And she's been cleaning water troughs for us and things. She has her own little pattern that she does, but she's great. And we have a lot of other stories like that with people who've been longtime volunteers. It's a little different now, obviously, since the world has changed, you know, since COVID in the spring. But we we still are welcoming volunteers, and it's outside, so it's easy to keep social distance and keep the safe distance away from other people, and you know, comply with every regulation that's going on. And I'll tell you, it was when we started um, with the pandemic and all the restrictions were placed on everybody in the country. Basically, there was something very comforting about going out there and still continuing to feed the animals and care for them. It kind of, um, I think it reassured and almost balanced everybody on the farm. Kind of a normal. Yes, <laughs> it, <laughs> it was. It, it really was. And, I, and then when we could have volunteers again, they said the same thing. that It, it, it was very helpful to everybody because it was, you, you still have to feed them. They still have to eat. They still have to be taken care of. And the horses are all the same. They're not, the pandemic isn't affecting them at all. <laughs> no. How is Haas funded? We are funded 100% by private donations. We do apply and we do get some grants, but we survive on donations. Do you have any annual events as well? We typically have an online auction that is in the spring. We're not having it uh, this year, but we have found that our online events do better than our local in-person events because even though we have one physical presence, in the country, which is in Woodstock, Illinois, we are national and we have national support. And we find that if we have a bigger return when we do things online, we do have other um, online fundraisers throughout the year as well. In addition to that, we have a raffle mailer and I will be pulling the winning raffle tickets on November 13th. And then we have you know, an annual holiday appeal as well that comes at the end of the year and several other mailer appeals uh, throughout the year. So people can find out more by going to the website. Absolutely that, um, or the Facebook page, um, definitely. If someone just has a passion for horses, is there something that they can donate that might be helpful to you? Well, obviously donating their time is wonderful. We, we love that. Uh, but if they, well, money, of course, that's the second thing too, time, money, we have a wish list that is on the website and that's also in our magazine that comes out as what we need currently. People can look there to find out what we need. What kind of challenges do you face? Financial, for sure. Uh, definitely. Um, e even prior to COVID, you know, our budget was strained because we like to help everyone that we can, but uh, we actually have not been able to rescue any new animals 
in the last few years because of our budget. We have to take care of the ones that are already on site. So as far as going out and rescuing new, we haven't done that. We have done investigations, and then we've worked with animal control facilities to help us. And we've taken an animal on impoundment for which we are actually paid. They'll give us a daily fee while court cases tend or things like that. But then with COVID, you know, that's not helping matters at all either. So the biggest challenge for us certainly would be finances. What do you see for the future? Is there anything new coming? As far as projects, well, we, we always have projects going on. You know, currently, we're trying to replace a lot of our fencing that is, is original. Um, some of it, I believe, is original to the farm. It's, it's older, and uh, we need to do that. So we've got those projects. Um, we are always, always um, you know, reviewing legislation yeah, and we will make comments on both the you know, pro and con, whatever is out there. And the acts that I mentioned a little while ago, the PAST Act and the SAFE Act, um, those are still out there and we're still commenting on those. But as far, you know, our goal right now is, you know, taking care of the animals that we have on the property, um, providing a facility for impoundment when animal control organizations do impound and, you know, finding loving homes for the animals that we currently have. Tracy, our time together has flown by today. Before we close, is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, I would say if you're local, please stop by, come and see us. If you're not, we are a national organization. Um, If you love horses, if you want to help, please check out our website. We want to keep caring for the animals. So if you can spare any money right now or you know anyone who loves horses and would be interested, please tell them about us. Spread the word. I'd like to thank my guest, Tracy McGonigal, Executive Director of the Hooved Animal Humane Society. For more information on Haas, you can also email us at closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook at klove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Becky Hansen. This has been Klove Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.